I'm Charlotte. And I'm Dina. Welcome to the Grim Curriculum. So today we are bringing you a slightly different format of episode. It's a bit impromptu. We did have something else planned, but then this came up and Dina was like, we have to cover this. And I was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we normally follow a script, uh, except for during extra credit. So during the regular show, we normally follow a script. We're not doing that today because I basically threw together a bunch of research because we needed to talk about this ASAP. Yeah, this is huge. I'm excited. Yeah. And if you're here, then obviously you've read the title of this episode. We're going to be talking about the UFO stuff that's just released recently. Dang. Oh my goodness. So we don't normally talk about current events on this show. Like we save that for extra credit, but this deserves its own episode. I don't think we have really covered UFOs per se on this podcast. We've mentioned them as theories to certain things for sure, but we've never given them their very own episode. Yeah, like we've talked about them during like Mothman and like Dyatlov and things like that, but this episode is going to be 100%. In this particular case, Dina has all the info prepared. I have not completely read through it yet. I have a rough, vague idea of what's going on, but we're going to go through it all today. And I'm kind of excited that we're doing it that way because a lot of this, I had an initial reaction to it. So I want to know what yours is. I'm, (laughs) I can hear Earl. My guy. Oh my God. Are you trying to get in here? Like, what are you doing? He's here to talk about the UFOs, folks. He knows things, man. He's old. (laughs) He's seen some shit. I bet he has. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. So where were we? First things first, first thing I kind of want to talk about is over the last few years, there has been a huge increase in sightings, especially over like the last year. It's getting to the point where almost every other week there was some sort of a UFO sighting. And it certainly seems to me like a lot of people are basically numb to it at this point. It's, you know, they're like, yeah, this new UFO thing. And we're like, yeah, that's pretty par for the course these days. And I think one of the reasons is because there is so much happening in the world where I'm at the point, and I've said this before, where you could tell me anything is going on and I'd be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. You know, like, it's just, we're at that point where, I mean, shit has hit the fan, so to speak, uh, worldwide. So, uh, ooh, I sound so optimistic, don't I? To be fair, as I was saying to you off mic, Every time it comes up and we get these leaks and this, you know, release of information from the states, I just think, what are they trying to distract us with? And I know that sounds very tinfoil hat, but hey, we're talking about UFOs today, folks. So tinfoil hats on. And I'm so glad that you said that because that is always my initial thought, too, is like there's quite a bit happening in regards to even just like banking and like all around the world and currency and things like that. There's stuff that's going to be released in the next like month or so decisions that have to be made. And I'm wondering, like, is it connected? But then I think about how I sound and I'm just like, yeah, here we go. Save it for the alien episode. And here it is. (laughs) All right. So lay it on me. What is going on in the world of UFOs? 
So on July 23rd, which was just a couple of days ago here, David Grush, who served 14 years as an intelligence officer in the Air Force, appeared before the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee. And I know that's a huge mouthful, (laughs) Uh, but he appeared with two former fighter pilots who say that they have had firsthand experience with UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomena. And that's basically like the government name for UFOs. Cool. Because I had never, I have not heard that acronym before. So thank you for explaining that because I was like, what the hell is a UAP? Yeah. And one of the other acronyms that I do want to talk about as well is uh, USOs, Unidentified Submersible Objects. And those are essentially uh, UFOs that are underwater. So that's like a whole other theory, which they haven't really talked about here, but I'm hoping that they start talking about. And this is like something I really don't get to just completely utterly nerd out about so the fact that we're doing an episode like this I'm, I'm really stoked I'm so excited to learn things today um I'm ready and I will I'm sure I've mentioned this before but one of my biggest irrational fears in life is a hostile alien invasion strike it up to watching signs too young as a child so this should be interesting <laughs> I have been falling asleep to the original Independence Day lately. Oh my god, I have a story about that movie too. (laughs) I forgot how horrible it is, like how just how much they kick our ass. And I'm, I'm watching it and I'm hearing all of this stuff and I'm just like, oh, we will not be prepared if this happens. Oh my god. I'm briefly going to tell you the story. I feel like maybe I've mentioned it, but one of my toxic traits is repeating the same stories over and over again. So (laughs) here we are. Um, But I can't remember exactly how old I was, but it was Christmas Eve and my mom and my sister had gone to bed and me and my dad stayed up and watched movies on Christmas Eve and it was awesome. I remember that one of the movies we were watching was Independence Day and I had never seen it before. And I bet you I must have been six or seven tops. Oh my goodness. And I don't remember it being that traumatizing or anything like that. My dad let me open one of my Christmas presents early. So it was just like this secret between me and him, which was like super awesome. And then all of a sudden, I remember him shuffling me off to bed very quickly and urgently. But then I was like, oh, whatever. I am getting tired. Years later, he was like, yeah, because I realized it was midnight and that you had you're you were at the point where you were learning to tell the time and he's like if you realized that it was midnight and santa hadn't come everything was gonna fall apart your dad is so freaking wholesome oh my god (laughs) that is the sweetest story ever yeah so that's my story about independence day i watched it at six or seven but it didn't traumatize me so that was not where i thought that story was going at all (laughs) and i'm so happy for you oh man anywho back to the ufos okay so let's start off with who is this guy because that was one of my first questions is is this a legitimate source who is he what are his credentials so let's talk about david grush really quick here so like i said he served 14 years and he is actually a very decorated combat officer and uh, he served in afghanistan he's done all sorts of stuff but one of the big things that i want to talk about is that he assisted in drafting the national defense authorization act of 20 2023. So again, very recent, 
But that includes provisions for reporting of UFOs, protecting whistleblowers, and giving exemptions to non-disclosure orders. Wow. So that's something that really stood out to me about him is he's, I mean, this guy, obviously, he's a whistleblower himself. So he's looking at protecting him, but he's looking at protecting other people. Because one of the things that I want to talk about later is why would someone maybe see something like this in the sky, like someone who is flying an aircraft and not say anything, right? So the fact that he's trying to protect people is interesting because they're, is they're saying that there's going to be a lot more people coming out with reports after this. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, it seems like this isn't just some low level, crazy, you know, ex soldier or something like that. Like I would say he has a fairly, he's kind of earned his right to be an expert in the matter, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I want to go back to earlier this year which Mm -hmm. seems like forever ago. But back to January, late January, early February, we had all of those weird uh, balloons in the sky. Oh, yeah, yeah. On the 4th of February, they shot down the one that turned out to be a Chinese surveillance balloon. Right. Or so they say. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then uh, two days prior to that, there was another one that actually flew over Costa Rica, and they shot that one down as well. Okay. There have been quite a few. It's nuts. Like there is a list and there, I would say probably one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Seven instances of things being shot down in just the month of February. Wow. That's more than I, than I expected. I thought you were going to say like up to this point in the year. Yeah. And, and that's something interesting about it is we've had them over, uh, over the Yukon. They've had them over uh, parts of China, over parts of Romania, Moldova, all around the world. Uh, There was one over Hawaii. It's a ton that's happening. So first of all, that's another thing that we're going to talk about is why would it be important for the Pentagon to disclose that they know something that we don't know? Right, because typically they keep things like this to themselves. (laughs) Right, exactly. What did this guy say? Let's start off with that because I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. Uh, He told House lawmakers that Congress and the public is being kept in the dark about UFOs. Agencies like the Pentagon have withheld information about UFOs for decades. Wow. I I bet you there's a lot of ufologists out there that are peeing their pants at this information. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, this probably, when when I heard that, I was kind of just like, well, duh. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Stating the obvious, really. But this guy is going up and he's standing in front of lawmakers and politicians and he is saying that this is going on. That's the thing, too, is to come out and be so confident in the information you have in front of a high level of judgment like this, I think it says that, yeah, you are ready to stand behind exactly what you believe. One of the things that he's saying, because there's quite a few claims that he has, but one of them is that the uh, U.S. federal government has a very, very secretive UFO recovery program. And that they have non-human spacecraft as well as, quote-unquote, dead pilots. Holy shit. 
So for starters, that's crazy. Oh man, I'm honestly, like I said, this like irrational fear of, of an alien takeover. I'm like, oh boy, what are they doing? <laughs> we shouldn't be recording this right before you go to bed. Honestly, I'll let you guys know if I have nightmares because I have a fucking wild imagination. Let me tell you. <laughs> if, if you have nightmares tonight, I am sorry, but uh, <laughs> it's just going to get worse from here. <laughs> so he's also saying that there have been individuals in the past who have tried to talk about this, but that they have been killed by the government. Well, I again, I think that's also another sort of typical cliche of this sort of situation, right? He appeared along with Ryan Graves and David Fravor, who are both pilots who have seen some sort of spacecraft, quote unquote, while they were flying their planes. And we'll get a little bit more to them later. He's also saying that these are probably coming from different dimensions. Holy shit. And that he's spoken with multiple intelligence officials who've told him that they were briefed on football field size crafts. This is almost becoming more um, Stranger Things-esque than I was expecting because now it's sort of saying like we don't necessarily thinking that they're coming from outer space. We're thinking they're coming from different dimensions. The other thing, too, is that apparently they're saying that some of this information was given to a defense contractor. Wow. And another thing that he said, he used the words malevolent activities by ufos oh i don't like that you guys i do not like that at all <laughs> right so i mean again this these are his claims so i want to just very much remind you all of that this is what he is saying he's not the first to say it though Another thing that he said was that he was asking for information about these like recovery programs and stuff, but he was told that he was not able to get any of that information. Also is saying that the military is being very shady with their funds, and that is uh, for the purpose of shielding these operations from any kind of oversight. So extra money is being spent to basically keep Congress in the dark from this kind of stuff. Wow, that's a pretty big accusation, if true. Yeah, it, I mean, it's huge. And he's saying that sightings are becoming a very, very regular thing at this point. Holy shit. I am fucking immersed in this. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bonkers. This is actually way more bonkers than I was ever expecting it to be. Right. Just correct me if I'm wrong, but were these three men under oath? Like, is that what's going on? Is that they're testifying to this information under oath? They are under oath. Okay, so my next question, and maybe you can answer this, maybe you can't, or maybe somebody out there knows. Do they have to prove, like, provide some kind of proof then if they're under oath? Well, here's the thing. That is such a great question. I'm so glad that you asked that because they're saying the Pentagon needs to provide this proof. They're okay. saying here's the information and it's up to the Pentagon now to either prove that we're lying or prove that we're telling the truth because they have all this info. Okay, so then again, my next question is what if the Pentagon's just like, yeah, no, we don't have that, bro. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, <sighs> Here's what I think is going to happen. Okay, lay it on me. Okay. They can release files and redact the shit out of them and say, here you go. 
That's very, very true. And the other thing that they've done in the past uh, is they will release files, but they'll give them so like unorganized and unreadable and so difficult to go through that it's almost impossible to actually get the information from them. Or it would take literally years for people to do so. Exactly. Gotcha. That makes total sense. So I don't know what they're going to say. I mean, they are saying that this is all bullshit. For starters. Of course they are. Of course they are. They're they're not going to be like, well, yeah, we lied, guys. No. But you said this was pretty crazy. It's mm-hmm. going to get crazier because I want to talk about these pilots. Okay, please. Okay, so we are going to start with one of the pilots, uh, Graves. Uh, so he was stationed in Virginia Beach in 2014. And this was when he says his squadron began detecting unknown objects that he described as dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere where the apex or tips of the cubes were touching the inside of that sphere. Weird. And this is in the sky. Okay. One of the incidents that happened was uh, between him and a fellow pilot. They saw an object between 5 and 15 feet in diameter fly between two F-18s, and they came within about 50 feet of them. But there was no acknowledgement of this. They weren't able to record any of this or report it or anything like that. And they straight up said that these kind of things were not rare and that they weren't isolated at all. If it's managing to keep up to an F-18, it must be going incredibly fast then. Oh, definitely. And one of the things that he is saying is that we need to know about this because it's a security issue, like I said. Yeah, absolutely it is. If if this is all true, 100% it is. Because let's take it down a couple notches. What if they're not from outer space or another dimension? What if they're foreign? That And that was my thoughts, too. And, of course, it's always, you know, from the U.S. standpoint, like, what if it's China or what if it's Russia or, you know, things like that. Yeah, and I want to quote him here. He says, I urge us to put aside stigma and address the security and safety issue that this topic represents. If UAP are foreign drones, it is an urgent national security problem. If it's something else, it's an issue for science. In either case, unidentified objects are a concern for flight safety. The American people deserve to know what is happening in our skies. It is long overdue. Can you imagine if you're just a regular civilian pilot going along in their little Cessna or what have you, and something like that just shows up and causes a crash or something like that? You know, people need to know about this kind of thing. Well, it's pretty important to know what's in our skies, especially if you're flying in them, whether you are a civilian or you're in the military. Yeah, absolutely. The other pilot, Fravor, uh, he had an incident in 2004 off the California coast. His description is completely different, which is really, really interesting to me. He said that him and another pilot saw a seamless oval-shaped object. So the the oval sort of shape I had heard of before, but the previous ones with the cubes in sort of the glass sphere, 
uh, I had not heard of before. So yeah, so his whole experience is, I would say, a lot more common. And I won't say common, but it's one that we've you've heard before. Most people have heard before. He saw this oval shaped object. It hovered over the water, and then out of nowhere, it just flew twelve thousand feet into the air and then Holy. disappeared. Holy shit! And then. It was detected 60 miles away less than a minute later. Holy cow. This one was captured by the Navy, and there are pictures and video of this one. Wow. Okay, crazy. Those are the two pilots. Again, this is under oath. Why risk everything? Risk your entire career? Risk sanity to the public, basically, to go under oath like this if you hadn't seen this well and that's the thing i wanted to talk about why are we not hearing about this even more right if, if this is happening so often why is every single pilot that's seeing this why are they not you know being like hey oh my goodness i saw something in the sky and so did these other hundred people mm-hmm so the three that testified, they're saying that, first of all, the type of reporting systems that they use, they just don't exist in a way where they can report this kind of thing properly. Oh, okay. The other thing that they're saying is that there's a huge stigma for pilots that are going around saying that they saw shit in the sky. Yeah, and if people start to think you're crazy and you lose all credibility, that is incredibly frustrating. Oh, of course, especially you know you lose you your career is at hand, your dignity's at hand. You can lose essentially everything just by saying what you saw. Yeah. I do also just want to talk a little bit more about that 2004 incident. Mm-hmm. Because it might be one that a lot of you have heard of. It's it's been called now the Tic Tac UFO incident. I love that. <laughs> and right. And the, it, this one's interesting because, again, there is there, there's video of it and there's so many different videos. And what I'm wondering is at what point can we start just saying everyone's lying? You know what I mean? Like there, there's so much proof out there that eventually you have to stop, look at it and say, hey, wait a minute. If everyone's starting to say the same shit, there's some legitimacy here. Yeah, and you know what? If it's not uh, an alien from outer space, if it's not from a different dimension, if it's not from a foreign power, let's find out what the fuck these things are, whatever they are, in all of their different forms. Exactly. No matter what it is, we don't know what it is, and we probably should. Now, what is their end goal? Uh, I want to kind of finish up talking about that, because this is where we're going to have a lot of updates later. Okay. They're saying that they want Congress to take steps to force the Pentagon to give over this information. It becomes a difficult conundrum because, yes, do I think the public deserves to know about things to some degree? Absolutely. I do, I do think there are certain things that not everybody on the planet needs to know. Does that make sense? That, I don't want to make it sound like I'm siding with the government here because I fucking hate that. But there are certain things that your average Joe on the street doesn't necessarily need to know a lot about. And that's the thing. If you're thinking that she's too out there right now, have you met your average Joe on the street? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm 100% with you on that because it's, 
I understand that if there is information to give, which I do think that there is. Yeah. I 100% do think that there is. There is also the very, very real issue of, hey, maybe we don't cause mass hysteria. A high level of crazy information could do a lot of damage if dealt with poorly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we saw how society handled the pandemic. Yeah, and I'm going to say not super great, in my opinion. (laughs) Exactly, right? Like, there, you're right. I hate to say it, but there is information that I think a lot of folks might not necessarily be able to handle. But I do also think that... It's it's a fine line. It really, really is. Because again, I don't think that it's a good idea to cause mass panic. But maybe I want to know. Tell me. There's a way to make this sort of information digestible. Yeah, exactly. And again, we are going to have updates here. We will, uh, I'd say the updates, unless there is something absolutely gigantic, we will share them on extra credit. Yeah, I'm sure we'll chat about this again at some point. Oh, we absolutely will because I am I'm following this closely, I promise. And I I personally I want to find out what the fuck's going to happen here. Me too. I'm invested now. Holy cow. And if you guys want to hear more about like the history of UFOs as we kind of know it, I would love to do that also. Yeah, if you guys want more UFO type content, let us know. As always, we'd love to hear from you. This episode was done in a very different way. I don't know that we would do all of our episodes like this. Like, I wouldn't come to expect like breaking news stuff all the time by any means, but this one was kind of special, I think. Yeah, so I I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little bit different. We're going to be back to our uh, regularly scheduled programming next week, but uh, this was fun. I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Yes, 100%. You have my brain gears all turning. <laughs> I'm I'm like the lady in the meme with all the math shit flying around her <laughs> Winona Ryder during the Oscars. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, on the nose. Oh my God. Oh, I love it. It is now time to thank our wonderful Grim VIPs and up. A huge thank you to Bob, Lisa, Pink Flamingo 20, Atlantean Jedi, Brian, Hillary, Judy, Kevin and Mayhem Mudkip. Thank you all so, so, so much for listening. This has been The The Grim Grim Curriculum. Curriculum. Hey, Charlotte, you know what? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you know that thousands upon thousands of Americans have taken out insurance against aliens? One insurance broker sells a $10 million alien abduction insurance policy for just $29.95 a month. This doesn't surprise me at all, but I did not know that. Money well spent. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.